Well, you just started recording and then stopped recording. Hello and welcome back to the Talking Heads and Sales podcast. We're episode 27. A few technical difficulties. Perhaps joined the uh, Zoom chat twice. Probably for out of the 27 episodes, I'd say at least 20 times he's done this. Um, and we've had to wait for Pat uh, again. <laughs> Which, out of the 27 podcast, 20 times we've probably had to wait for Pat. How are you, Pat? Yeah, great. Um, talking ads and sales on Twitter and email. It's been great to chat to you again, lads. And uh, I'll speak to you next weekend. <laughs> <laughs> so, slight delays. Obviously, we've not done a podcast again for two weeks' time. However, we did see each other in that two weeks, which means speaking to each other again a week after seeing each other is almost an achievement. So, I think we should all get some sort of appraisal for that. Uh, yeah, completely agree. Uh, left um, the northeast last Sunday. Uh, well, actually, Brad, you dropped me off. You did a great job of driving. Uh, but as soon as I left you both, I didn't want to speak to you again for at least another two weeks. <laughs> uh, so the fact that it's only a week after. Uh, I think we're doing yeah. really well. Yeah. I think we're doing really well. I must admit the. Um, Traffic on our group chat has <laughs> fallen literally off just significantly <laughs> in the last two weeks because I think we've just exploited absolutely every avenue of conversation possible and just can't bring ourselves to talk to one another. I must admit, um, for the listener, uh, obviously you all got together for the opening weekend of the Rugby League World Cup. Um, Brad and Jed and friend of the pod left and went to Manchester. The remainder went to watch the other game. Um, it was safe to say that bar a few sort of shouts at Keithley, uh, a well-known Keithley Cougar second row, um, we sat in silence. We basically sat <laughs> and watched the game in complete silence. And at the end went, oh, we had a really good nice weekend and just then all went our separate ways. So how much conversation was there in the car on the M62 on Saturday afternoon? Do you know um, what? It's quite an interesting drive home because I'd say for the first 30 to 45 minutes, we just all sat and bringing different people. So first was, I think, Eleanor. And then I think maybe my mum. Then a friend of the pod, uh, Lefty, rang someone. And then Jed also rang someone. So we didn't actually want to speak to each other, so we rang other people instead. Uh, yeah, I'd also say that then the last half of the journey, uh, Brad and uh, Left was it, were in the front, and I was sat in the back, and I honestly didn't say anything for about forty-five minutes. And for about in fifteen-minute intervals, I just heard Jed, "Are you okay?" And I just went, "Yeah," and then didn't say <laughs> anything else. I think Jed, out of what it takes five hours, two and a half there, two and a half back probably had about three conversations in him there and back because yeah. he was worse from there on the way back <laughs> and he was still in Newcastle on the way back. Yeah, that mate. That's funny. Ed's still in Newcastle. Uh, can confirm. Yeah, the way there wasn't good either uh, after we stopped off and did some climbing, which was a great experience in Leeds. Um, However... The, Na- the Nandos sent me under and I just... Um, I had to sit in the back in, in silence. And then when we finally got to Newcastle, uh, I followed Google Maps to Tesco 
got us lost. Um, <laughs> and then when we got there, I just got an earful for an hour. Preserved. However, I do want to bring up sort of a review of is it Skeleton Service Station? Yeah. Oh, brilliant. The options so, you've got there are an absolute joke. That is, that is honestly, that's raised so many more questions. We've got nothing to do with Skeleton Services, by the way. But did a friend of the pod have a Nando's and a pint of Guinness? Is that is that right? No. No, I had a Nando's and a, a beer. A sour All right, okay. I was going to say, to have a Nando's, a Guinness, and be in a service station is pretty, pretty rogue operating. Yeah, no. I mean, look, we've we've spoke about this podcast, and I've definitely, we've spoke about this on the podcast before, and I've definitely voiced my opinion on it. I am not one for restaurants in service stations, but when the time was right and it was convenient, it absolutely hit the spot. And there was a RSPB uh, bird viewing platform on the second floor, which we went up and we saw some. So a really, really uninteresting mix of birds. Nice. I like it. Yeah. I think we, I think with the Nandos, I think we kind of like talked into existence. As in, I asked, where's, the, where's that service station? Knowing it might have been close by. And then... It was literally at the roundabout whilst we were in the motorway to a park. Eight through not to eat, not eating all day, and see nothing like a cheeky Nando's. Yeah. What were you? What were you getting from Nando's? Um, I went for. I keep getting a wrap, and I don't know why. But it's go wrap, chips, garlic bread, triple carbs, ding dang chicken wrap. No, I get a single chicken. Uh, too much, I got fino too pizza. chicken. What did you get, Jed? Fino pitta. Fino chips, tender stem broccoli. Nice. Calm before a storm, that. I'm sure it's really nice. I mean, it, it, as Brad said, it completely hit the spot. Like, we're just, we're just ripped and teared on the walls of the last Sundance. Shout out. Great climbing wall in Leeds, uh, or Bouldering Centre, whatever you want to call it. Um, and yeah, I was severely hungover. Uh, head had fallen off multiple times that morning so far, so I just just needed a bit of scram. Don't blame you, lads. Don't blame you. The last what? dance I actually have a really really cool T-shirt too, which was really tempting to buy. It was as, pizza as... themed too. I don't think they make much sense, but. If as souvenirs back, go, though, it. Brad. As souvenirs go, where is it? Where is it on the sort of league table against the Snowden Cap? Uh, I don't think I'll ever beat a Snowden Cap. Because um, that's got that more of a monumental experience behind it. Failing to yeah. climb walls at a rock climbing centre in Leeds doesn't really have hold much sentimental value. But running out of gas 70% of the way up, Snowden does. <laughs> yeah. Or one of your best mates looking like they've got zero blood pressure. Yeah. <laughs> 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 shaking, trying, trying to touch their feet. But also <laughs> a Were we and your mates going to like lose the plot and throw himself off the top of Snowden? <laughs> <laughs> Whilst mimicking 
Seb throwing off the top of the cliff. <laughs> He's falling off even, even more. So yeah, so I don't, I don't know. I think it's just a cool top. It wouldn't, it wouldn't. As um, as memorabilia goes, it's not up there, but it was, it was quite cool. Um. So yeah, How are you, so... Bart? you sound um sound a little bit, little bit worse for wear. Yeah, sad friend of the uh, the pod brought brought not only bad chat but also his lurgy this weekend. Um, so yeah, feeling a bit under the weather. It's not it's not been pretty, but on on the uh, I was going to sit on the downhill section now, but that, that doesn't work. You know, no, what I mean? I'm, get, I'm getting better. I'm getting better. Yeah. You don't you don't yeah. carry an illness very well, do you? Me. No, I'm terrible for getting ill. I'm either I mean, like a hundred percent or no percent. <laughs> if if I do, if I have noticed something about your part recently, uh, it's that your immune system—I won't say it's weak. I'd just say it's non-existent. Yeah, when I get ill, I get properly ill. Like it's mad. I basically just—I think what what the world's trying to tell me is I don't get out enough. Don't drink and, enough and orange juice. Correct. Yeah, mate. Don't drink enough orange juice. <laughs> you need to. Double vodka, orange juice. Vodka to kill the bacteria, orange juice for the vitamin C. That is a um, bit of advice I got given first week of uni. Do you know what? And it makes complete sense. It does. Yeah, um, that's science that you can't question. So the biggest thing that's been happening over the past uh, week is obviously the Rugby League World Cup. So shall we start off with recapping the England games? Oh, our experience at the opening ceremony, which yeah. me and me and Jed missed, but, but turns out we should have missed it anyway. So did everyone else. Yeah. <laughs> Funny enough, didn't happen. Um. So yeah. I mean, so. For the listeners, there was about I think, 11 of us that were meant to be there, or were there. And um, me and Jed didn't get tickets two years ago, so it's delayed World Cup, and bought tickets completely distant from our other friends. Um, so we were in the Gallic um where the flags were, which is dead cool. And everyone else thought, oh, they'll go to the opening ceremony, me and Jed. Irish centre straight away, hundred <laughs> percent. Couldn't miss it, could you? No. When you say you, you couldn't miss it, I'll just I'll I'll take small issue with that. I specifically requested to go there at every single opportunity, which was then turned down. And then other friend of the pod who has the same initials as our lot tall but not scouse friend of the pod insisted we have to be in the ground about forty five minutes before kickoff. <laughs> Spending thirty for the Kaiser Chiefs, for the yeah. Chiefs, for the Kaiser Chiefs to be playing a song, for Scottish friend of the pod who I was sat next to to turn to me and say, "When are the Kaiser Chiefs coming on?" <laughs> <laughs> Dingy, that's the Kaiser Chiefs. No <laughs> I, way. I didn't know that. I didn't know that yeah. bit of detail. It yeah. made the story much better. That's so um, funny. So if you were, you weren't in the ground, but if you want to know, if you really, really do want to know, obviously Kaiser Chiefs couldn't play. 
So then there's this whole awkward, <clears throat> a load of probably 300 children came out on the pitch in front of the Kaiser Chiefs and there was no intercom, there was no music, it was completely silent. And then they started trying to get everyone to do a Mexican wave and no one joined in for about the first 10 minutes. Yeah, we were in the ground for that point. Yeah, we we got oh, in the yeah. ground as he was running up and down. Oh, so you missed the ten minutes prior to that, whilst they <laughs> awkward, whilst the Kaiser Chiefs awkwardly stood around on stage, and he thought, "Best do something to earn the money that have paid me to play." Yeah, I mean, to be honest, after that pint in the uh, Irish Centre, and then we had another pint in the first half. Then when we were getting our pints at half time, me and Brad turned to each other and just went, "Are you fucking battered?" <laughs> <laughs> and the answer was, yeah, I'm fucking battered. And I, everyone, I mean, it was the same around you by all accounts, Pat. Like, there was a lot of, like, part-time rugby league fans and maybe people who were new to the game. Um, and you and the lads seemed like you were going absolutely hacker. But me and Brad were there, arm in arm, singing God Save the King. Every time England scored, we were up, absolute getting about. And everyone around us just was not moving. And we were like, fuck it, come on! <laughs> Um, yeah, it was it was similar. Um, I don't know how to nail it. There, there's, I suppose there's two anecdotes to summarise the the feeling on our side of the pitch, which was pretty similar. One of which was a part-time rugby league fan slash non-time rugby league fan turns around to Huddersfield-based friend of the pod and says, um, this is a bit bloody boring, isn't it? Uh, Huddersfield friend of the pod completely lost his head and had to remove himself from the situation. <laughs> he was like that guy and he was absolutely nothing. Um, Halifax friend of the pod spent probably 68 minutes with his top off, swinging it around his head, shouting, who's your daddy Jerome? Um, <laughs> which was pretty good. I've got some good photos of that actually. So uh, yeah, all in all though, good spirits. Um, there was a dad and son sat behind me and I've, I've actually subsequently seen them at every single game, well, or the other two games at Kingston Park since that, his little lad's got the the little Rugby World Cup um, ball with him every time. So it's nice. I quite like it. It's um, I've enjoyed the World Cup so far. <clears throat> yeah, it has been a good spectacle. I think that opening weekend, I think the result did it a lot of justice sort of thing because the build-up wasn't great. God save the King was arm-in-arm. Very fun to do, and good to sing. But weird though, no. I know you're. You it's were not saying, the first time I've sang it, Patrick. Semi-final. Yeah, you've done it three times now. But I, I, I thought it was a bit odd. Well, you thought "God Save the Queen" was odd, though, didn't you? Yeah, oh, anti royal. Uh, yeah, an anti royal. You got to wind your neck in here. <laughs> right, let's move on. Isn't it weird that we're singing about someone I don't like? I hate you all. No, that's not true. I just found it dead odd singing God Save the, the King. Um, yeah. Especially especially when Scottish friend of the pod turned to me and went, is this the Kaiser Chiefs now? And I said, no, it's not. It's the National Anthem dinghy. Um, but yeah, no. Oh, he, he needs section in him. Honestly, he does. <laughs> uh, but, I mean, like... All, all I could think through the game is England are winning the World Cup. Should have put that treble on last week. Yeah. Week before. Yeah. Herbie Farnworth and Victor, the inflector, are 
doing it. They are Dom Young as well. Oh, Dom Young of what? Of the fastest people. guy to come out of Huddersfield. <laughs> Slash yeah. Jamaica. Yeah. Slash, yeah. That uh, yeah, that um interview. That interview where a very uh inappropriate remark was made, um, that was put on Twitter and it was made even funnier when I actually heard Dom Young speak in an interview after the Fiji game. <laughs> and he's honestly the most Yorkshire-sounding bloke I've ever heard. And I lived with one of the most Yorkshire blokes ever. <laughs> the most Yorkshire bloke ever. Yorkshire flag on his wall in our house at uni. <laughs> and somehow he looks he looks positively Lancastrian next to Dom Young. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, but no, I think we, I think we were a good chance. We've got an easy running, well, not, not the easier running to the final. Yeah, we're all going to the final. Pat's having, Pat's having some um, diet coats. He says, I'm not thinking at the rugby, but if England win the World Cup, oh, if England hands on rugby, deck, it's I'm on. gonna have. Yeah, if England win, if England play in this World Cup final, I'll have I'll have to watch it another two times at home because I have absolutely <laughs> no memory of it whilst I'm in the ground. Yeah, I mean, and whatever happens after that, uh, I'm guessing it'll be England Australia. I do hope it is. Uh, we are stalking every single Australian player on Instagram, going to whatever bar they are at in Manchester. I am oh, not bothered um... what it is. I am going. I'm going to I scream, am. let's trot about a thousand times in someone's face. <laughs> um, also, one thing that's come from the Rugby World Cup, which has been very interesting, is uh, Australian pundit Bossy going around to different eateries in the UK. Brilliant. But, like, <laughs> he finds all these places absolutely amazing, but it's, some are just look rough as out or in, like, the ends of like Doncaster and yeah, like ones you wouldn't even go to after a night out, and he's rating them four out of five. <laughs> um, no, I give him credit though. That Turkish place he went in Doncaster looked absolutely men. Oh, yeah, it, it did, but it's not. Did you see the photos from out, the outside? You... No, I, I didn't, know. to be fair. Yeah, it's, it's just interesting. It's just completely different in Australia, isn't it? It's like well more expensive. I imagine. Yeah, I, lo- I love his content though. His Twitter is a uh, absolute top draw at the minute. My favourite um, reviews are the ones of just like random stuff, like Sainsbury's pulled pork that you cook yourself. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Or, I, that. I liked like the um, Pizza Hut buffet, and he was like best thing ever. Like, <laughs> take note, uh, Australia, you need to have a bit of this. And I was thinking, fucking hell, I want like a pizza that's been slathered on by like a ten-year-old. Um, he is funny though, because he's like proper blogging his whole like journey across Europe. He was getting like involved with some some like French Twitter groups about eating pastries, and then he posted yeah. in um, was it France playing the other day or Greece? He posted some Greece fan in like a Sydney Roosters top about a massive massive explanation of why he was in the Sydney Roosters top. Just classing it, just good, but that sort of thing, that sort of thing. Uh, you boys, got, you got going go to a game tomorrow, aren't you, Jad? Yes. So tomorrow, I am going to Papua New Guinea, Cook Islands. That'll nice. be a good game. Uh, yeah. I mean, 
I'm hoping that it's just going to be people running straight at each other and absolutely smashing boys. It's going to be nothing but war, isn't it? Yeah, so that'll be good. Um, Also went to Lebanon Island, which was, to be honest, it was good to to say that I've watched Mitchell Moses because he was unreal, I think, and and Luke Carey live. But um, it was a very scrappy, like really, really weird game. There were so (laughs) many errors, it just didn't flow. Um, And for some reason, all the action just seemed like at the opposite end of the field to where we were in both halves. Which is never ideal. Oh, no. that's the that's the bad thing about being at either end. You, yeah, probably. But I was at the uh, England v France game, um, and we were kind of first half England were attacking our side, but then second half, obviously, it's the other end. But France, to be fair, to them, would put up a bit of a fight. So, yeah, what what I would say about that France team is like. Is it either all or like 95% of them play for either, not all of them actually, but like 90% of the team either play for Catalan or Toulouse. So it must help for like team cohesion and like kind of playing with each other. And um, I just think stuff like that's been really overlooked in this World Cup. Like all the Australian media and stuff like that as well. Fucking shove it up your arse. England fifth favourite, absolutely spanking Samoa first game. That was an absolute brilliant thing to see the next day. But like Tonga, Samoa, they just don't look like they gelled as a team. Yeah, no, I know where you're coming from. With like France, without they are literally just all friends and they all literally play in France. So it must yeah. make it well like a lot, a lot, lot easier. So and fair play to our side of development. I know it's been going on years and they've had some crap teams, but they've had some okay teams. But, oh, well, they've got... Who have they got in the next game? Uh, they've got Samoa, so that's to get into the semi-finals. So that would be interesting. Yeah. And um, one team that surprised me is the Welsh team. Oh, yeah? Really? Yeah, like, because... You look at them on paper and they've not got loads of like good players, but I think because they've been together quite a while, they like obviously just watched a bit of this Wales Tonga game there, and that's on while we're recording. And they just seem to work for each other a lot, which again can be really overlooked in like there's a lot of development in, in Wales. So I know Salford Devils have got like a partnership with them too, so yeah. Uh, Fucking hell, we're talking about the World Cup and he brings up bleeding. I know, Salford. yeah. Honestly. Well, we've now got 10 players representing this world, but have some of that. Um, More than St. Helens. I suppose, though, Jed, just on like on the using the Samoa and Tonga examples, there is a little bit of like the travelling aspect of it. Like, Obviously, the French team are like spend a lot of time with each other, and are, but they're also in France and not far away. Like, Do you think there's an element of like... <sighs> Broad assumption, but like the Tongan Samoans, no, they all well, they all they all live in Australia. One, they've all come over from Australia. It's shit weather. It's cold. It's not very nice here. And like, yeah, like there is a there's a holiday element of it. Like there is like a you're on tour. Right. Yeah, but you could say yeah. say about Australia and New Zealand, who are just absolutely spanking teams. Yeah, but there's expectation on them, though, isn't there? Oh, they surely expect it. Samoa third favourites coming into it. 
Yeah, I know, but like I don't know whether it's just a, there's a bit more, there's a bit less money and a bit less like my uh, my eldest brother once went to Samoa to like work for a bit, and he worked there for three months, and said he went to watch Samoa versus like the junior New Zealand team that came over. He said at the end of the game, the junior New Zealand like physios were running on, giving everyone like recovery shakes and that. Said the Samoan lads just pulled pulled the pulled the jackets on, got changed, and all helped themselves to a beer. Like he said that like it was dead chill and there was just nothing. Like there was no formality or anything. They just a bit it's just way more chilled. But it's more because they don't have loads and loads of money they can spend on all that sort of stuff. So yeah, they might not be staying in nice hotels and they might not be like getting looked after as much as the the Aussie lads. Yeah, you're probably right. I know there's a lot of turmoil leading into the 2021 World Cup before it got postponed around like Timon Camp and stuff. But behind yeah. the scenes in the actual squad, because the squad is, I mean, should be performing a lot better. But it's interesting how even on an international stage, like the behind the scenes, can have that much of an impact on performance on the field. Like Samoa were dreadful against us. Maybe we didn't let them play as well as what they could have done, but. You can can have as many superstars as you want, but if you can't do it on a cold October afternoon in Newcastle, you're not you're not uh, a player for me. Well, well, I'll add I'll add a bit more to that. If you can't do it on a cold afternoon in October in St James's Park, where a lad from Halifax is screaming, "Who's your daddy, Jerome?" Then, yeah, he probably isn't going to play very well. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, that's funny, Uh, Brad. I was the I was the France game. Um, I mean, I watched it and I thought England were, were pretty decent again. A bit more yeah, they're strapped. all right. Um, the atmosphere is a lot better than the small one because you had the um, the England England football band behind behind us. So there's a decent nice. atmosphere. Got some champs going towards the end. A bit difficult getting champs going at rugby league, but um, night was good. Uh, not a bad ground to have it at. It's a nightmare getting to, but can't really. Can't really fault the efforts of, of selling 26,000 tickets. It's not a bad, not a bad showing. Uh, yeah. Victor Radley's just a freak, by the way, if you didn't know. Yeah, he's a freak. Herbie Farmer's massive as well in real life. IRL. Dom Young's even bigger. Nuts. Dom Young, yeah. Dom Young's bigger. So, tell you who's smaller. Uh, not an England player, but Luke Keary. Luke Keary's got the body of like <laughs> a fifteen-year-old boy. Really? Yeah. And to tell you, he's massive. Uh, Liam Byrne. Oh, oh really? Edmonton. I could have told you that. He's a massive. huge. He's exercised your leg. I tell you what, I never appreciated until this weekend is um, uh, obviously King's a big lad, isn't he? Yeah. Yeah. But like Kickow's bigger than him. You know, I did, I appreciated not having to tackle Kickow. What do you mean? I'd never been in a situation where I'd have to tackle Kickow, but yeah, no, I'll take my off. Horrible to, to tackle to Sam. Yeah, like just looked it looked grim. Like having to deal up against him, he just like he was really good under the high ball and he was just absolutely smashing like lads like uh, uh, yeah i don't know he just he looked like a complete nightmare to play against and it didn't look fun i was uh, yeah he looked minging to be fair the italian lads just didn't look up for it um 
Although there is a there's a lad, I don't know if it's his first name, I'm pretty sure it's like Toby or Tommy. Tommy Mason. Oh, the left winger. Yeah, he's good like. Yeah, he's quick. He's really good. He's, he's one that scored, didn't he? Yeah. No. I think to be fair, a lot of the teams, so a lot of the uh, Lebanon lads, a lot of the Italian lads, they're all in like the second string of like the NRL. So they're yeah. gonna be good players. Like they'll be able, they they'd stand their own in sort of Super League level, definitely. So they are they are going to sort of pummel teams that are crap essentially. Yeah, uh definitely. Uh just final thing, Rugby League World Cup. Has there been any upsets? Well, there's not been any upsets. Uh, I can answer that question. Um, are you disappointed in anything uh, coming out of it? Obviously, the Samoa performance first game was shite. But one thing uh, I would say is Scotland are awful. Dreadful. I thought, they would be, I thought they'd be better. Oh, but... I think there's only been one shining light, and that's James Bell at 13. He's been unbelievable for him. If he didn't have him, foot knows where they'd be. Yeah. Do you know why he's good? Saints player. Stop um, playing next year. Right, is he, are you it. cutting him in your 10? 24 for the 10th, 2022. James Bell's fourth and playing. I wish anyway, he's the class. I might have leave the year before. Yeah. Um, but, um, yeah, to be fair, I think Ireland's performance against Lebanon was disappointed. Yeah, it was. It was just so scrappy. Like, they just had so many errors in them. James Bentley, good they're player too, when he wants to be. So many to get, errors. Too happy to get a yellow card. Yeah. Like, Liam Byrne at half-time, what are you doing? Yeah. But I, 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 I did read something that when Ireland and Lebanon last played, there was actually a lot of scrapping. Yeah, it, it, it got well tasty. Yeah, so there must there must be some sort of secret bad blood. Yeah, um, imagine that's two weirdest con- two weirdest countries to pick like outside of rugby to be like, oh, who, who's going to have a massive scrap on the rugby pitch? Oh yeah, Lebanon versus Ireland. I know it's a bit nuts, isn't it? To be fair, France England was getting a bit tasty. It kicked off a few times there. Yeah, that's classic <laughs> rivalry, though, isn't it? Yeah, I tell you what, my team of the tournament so far, a team I've liked watching the most. Papua New Guinea, yeah, by country yeah. mile, oh, so 100%. fun to watch the night. I Papi's yeah. mint, and then they just got even the, they've got like a blonde lad who's a scrum He was absolutely nailing people. They're just like little missiles, aren't they? Yeah. How what proportion of those lads play in the NRL? Not many, to be fair. Only um, like the fullback Johnson, Ollum. Xavier Coates didn't play the other day, but he's normally. Um, Lachlan Lamb, obviously, ex-NRL. Yeah, yeah. there's probably a few ex-NRLs or fringe NRL players, but a lot of them play like the PNG team that are in the... Um, Q Cup. Is it Q Cup or the, the New South Wales one? I thought it was Q. Well, either oh, I don't know. same thing, isn't it? Yeah. Um, so it's still a decent standard, but when they come together, it's just horrible to play against. And they all absolutely fucking love, like, they're just so passionate, aren't they? And they <laughs> love bashing people. I've got a tweet here that does also sum up the Rugby League World Cup a bit. Don't invite the video ref to your next party. It'll ruin it. Video <laughs> ref, just get in the... Um, 
on 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 not on disappointing, but on passion and things getting a bit tasty. It's a bit left field, but that hymn that Fiji sing before games is pretty mad. Yeah, they're all like all the pre-game stuffs mental. I just love seeing it. Like the um, Maori Aboriginal All Stars games, class because of the war dance and the hacker. Like yeah, the Fiji hymn, the Papa, uh, the Tongan guys, the hacker from New Zealand. It's just so good. Fiji and him, how was that on Saturday, on Sunday, Pat? Yeah, class, like really class. And like the Fiji had a good turnout in the crowd as well, and they all getting stuck in as well. So. It was quite good. Like it was good vibes. My only disappointment to the Rugby League World Cup so far, and it, it, it's a, I'm the last person that should be whinging about this. But why? Why do other spectators in the crowd look at you like you've gone completely insane when you applaud like good rugby league? Do you know what I mean? Or like you yeah. call all offside and everyone's like, "What?" <laughs> like looking at you, dead strange. Like I do think because there's quite a lot of People have just like gone to have a look. It's a bit like, come on, appreciate it for like why it's good. I think I, I don't know. I just get the sense there's a lot of like through and through rugby union fans that go that that watch it and can't like cannot bring themselves away from rugby union. Yeah, and like it just becomes like critical of rugby league. And it's like, no, no, just watch it for what it is and you'll enjoy it. They used to strawberries and cream and moe on the side, not a chicken bolty pie and a Kingston press. Yeah, although if you're in St. James's Park anytime soon, do not get Mixberry cider because it's rank. <laughs> Did you have yeah. that on, at the Smoa game or not? Absolutely not. I was on bottles of cause. Even cause is a bit like piss. What were you uh, drinking, Brad? Carlin? Cause. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> no, um, we had no magic standard. We were. We were where we were last time, to be fair, Pat, so... Yeah, up at the top. Yeah. Uh, I'll, I'll end with end the rugby league talk with a positive Jamaica try. <laughs> this is the fourth time you tried to end yeah. rugby league talk. Know, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Just accept it, Jed. Embrace it. Um, I'm sorry, I'm the only one that's trying to move this podcast in an orderly, orderly direction forward. <laughs> Jamaica's try and the reggae warriors in general. What an addition to the World Cup. Yeah. Yeah, love it. Love it. Can't even... Moan about it, just good. Just mean sixty-six nil. Score a try. Act like you won the World Cup. Love it. So good. Deserved too. They played. I thought they played all right. They played fucking footy. Every kickoff was a short kickoff. Won most of them too, which is even better. Like, how frustrating must have that been for the opposition? (laughs) I mean, that yellow, that bright yellow kit just jumped. Jump like jump like a leap like a salmon and get the ball ahead of you. Nuts. So good. They also went through probably the best sort of tactic in rugby of they can't go through us, so they're gonna have to go around us. But fuck me. DWZ went round and like Usain Bolt. Yeah. But like I... let Jad move on. <laughs> no, I was but... I was actually gonna I was actually gonna comment. Um... We brought it up. Do you know what? I found out why we haven't been able to move on. Because Jed's written an agenda and I filled it in and you've not even looked at it. <laughs> I'm fucking sick of doing all the admin for this podcast. Um, excuse me, I, I am on it now and I have looked at it. Jed's on it. I'm on it. Yeah. Pat, you're um, not on it. 
How good's collaborative working? All right, I'm now going to bring a rugby union story into the mix. The biggest, the biggest comeback uh, of the year so far happened on on Saturday. Uh, your boy came back from a five week uh, <laughs> hamstring injury. I thought you were going to actually talk about real rugby union. I was thinking, <laughs> fucking, hell, I'm in trouble. Yeah, here. can I just say one of the biggest clubs in rugby union history. I've just folded through administrative ferrets and he's here. <laughs> two clubs in two weeks. <laughs> I'm on five weeks off and I'm back. It's like he's fucking worked that. Five weeks on one week back. Professional club <laughs> rugby in, in, in the UK is in turmoil and Jed's scored that trick. Look, mate, there's priorities. No, go on. Oh, I was just saying, uh, big game for the second team. Uh, came up against fellow Northwesters, Nantwich and Crew. Also, second team turned up a bunch of eighteen-year-olds. They had uh, it was so bad. It was one of those games of rugby where you just absolutely just rinsed them and scrummaging masterclass by the, yeah, uh... scrummaging masterclass. <laughs> How bad's that photo? So, I, uh, listeners, I sent a photo of uh, in You'll play have to tweet action. That photo. Um, I don't, I don't know. I don't even want to. In case oh, you I think you should get involved. What's the um, finish? <laughs> It was, score did it finish? I think it was 73-14. Uh, That's the sort of score line that when you do go and play for the seconds on a Saturday for like the, when you're like just turned 18 or you're like 17 turned 18, it's the sort of result you come home from and like, you, you're like your old man or your brother goes to you, oh well, it's character building in it. And you're like, no, it was shit. Every yeah. second of it was shit. <laughs> yeah. You get nothing. No one gets anything out of that. Spanking a team like that, you get nothing out of it. And getting beat like that, you're just like, why are they in the same league as? Yeah, fuck knows. Was it's, that their uh... first team too? No, that was their second team. All right. So they had like Colts and stuff in. Uh, they had one decent player who was also playing outside centre. Um, and their only line break was because he ran around me. <laughs> yeah, well, but he didn't do it after a Halifax friend of the plod turned up and stuck his top off and was shouting, <laughs> who's your daddy number 13 uh, so but I chased back and I tackled him so it was fine uh, but yeah so that's the biggest reunion story of the week obviously alright so moving on each got a, a little bit of something from the week um, I'll, I'll just mention mine quickly uh, obviously uh, the, the premiership of Liz Truss has ended, uh, the tenure. Uh, so instead of going into political satire, I just want to mention the, the fav- my favourite sporting-related Liz Truss stat from the week. Oh, Alistair Cook spent more minutes batting in first-class cricket than Liz Truss did as Prime Minister. That is a class, class to ta- uh, look. Let me write that one down. I really enjoyed that. <laughs> Uh, but there is a Twitter page called... I didn't get this off that. I got this off another one. But there's a um, Twitter page called something like Things uh, That Were Longer Than Liz Truss. Uh, and I would recommend giving it a look. It's got some absolute pearlers on there. Just, uh, just thinking about that, Jed. Alistair Cook's batting time at the crease. I imagine he batted for a lot longer than Liz Truss was Prime Minister as well. Yeah, probably. 
Shows what shite cricket is. Serious shifts in. Yeah. All right, let's have a look here. Alistair Cook spent more time at the crease in test match in test matches than Liz Truss and BM. Um, wow, fair enough. Like that's, 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 that's a good surprising? start. I enjoyed that. Not like not really when you when you think about it, not really. But it's just quite good, isn't it? Oh, let's funny. get back onto rugby league. <laughs> Why? What's happened? Oh no, I was just winding you up to saying. No, we can speak rugby league if you want. I just know out of our two listeners, one of them isn't a massive rugby league fan. I didn't even know we had two. <laughs> yeah, I'm trying to get the second one is. Uh, hey, the the two people who have both sent emails out. That's my next feature. Um, Pat, you've got a bit of a story, a bit of an update from. Uh, it's not really. I haven't got. I haven't got the. I've got a more. In, well, not a more interesting story, but a story that uh, I caught this afternoon. But um, I just wanted to revisit our previous pod story about uh, the uh, uh, outrageous allegations that were made of a chess player um, regarding sex toys and um, cheating in games. So much so that the accused. Offered, I didn't realise this, but I'm pretty sure it was mentioned in the last podcast. Offered to play naked in order to demonstrate his innocence, which I thought was amusing. Um, but uh, he is actually suing the person that made those allegations in a lawsuit that's worth over a hundred million US dollars. Wow, that's nuts. That's one way to <clears throat> make good use of your arsehole, isn't it? I know. Yeah. Um, but I still news, want to figure out how you can move chess piece B B or B three to B to C three through and, impulses. And, through yeah, uh, but also as well, do you know what I think which which is a bit of a wall pull. Yeah, playing naked wouldn't wouldn't give the game away as well. No, nah, definitely not. <laughs> so he's like calling well, he definitely the bluff. Definitely would because he'd check his ass. No, they wouldn't. They wouldn't. He hasn't said, <laughs> oh, I'll have a rectal examination and play naked. He's just gone, I'll play naked. I'm sure. Yeah. Mm, what, Jack, he's gone They're full not gonna be like, You're not going to be on like, oh, right, cough and all that sort of nonsense, are they? Cough. Bend over, cough twice. Yeah, all that. Yeah. <laughs> oh, you sound all too familiar with uh, the old strip search routine. <laughs> and, then a, and then a porn follows out with his Um But yeah, I just wanted to revisit that story. Um, and, and I guess with a note of I'll be uh, I'll be eagerly following the updates as the lawsuit continues. Yeah. Um, but the other story that I spotted was in local North Wales Derby recently. Um, Banger FC and Real FC met at the weekend. Um, <clears throat> and it turns out that Banger won 2-1, but there was seven red cards. Oh, love it. Um, which there's a very, very good video on, on Twitter earlier of um, a lad getting his... But basically, just a massive scrap erupting and seven lads getting sent off. So that's been investigated by the Welsh FA, which again I thought was quite good. Notorious match up there between uh, Will FC and Bangor FC. 
Is that a uh, is that a big local derby then? Around your yeah, own? it's sort of it's sort of up there with Galatasaray and Fenerbahce. Yeah, um, but yeah, it's a big one. It's a big one. Is there um, is there much football hooliganism in uh, in the Welsh Northern Premier, or is it just a uh, just is are all the fans just players anyway? So they just scrap on the field. Yeah, I think so. I think that I don't think there's a, I don't think there's many ultras associated with Rail and uh, and Bangor FC. But if there's anyone that should do a documentary about it, I guess I'll have to nominate myself. Yeah. No, I want. Yeah, I want you to do a full North Wales documentary. To be honest, and I want the first episode you to be revisiting real fair waltzes uh, <laughs> to see how them blokes are getting on. See if they're still yeah. getting loads of beaver. Yeah, no, I'll, I'll do that. I'll go and visit them. I'll also have, um, I'll also let Twitter erupt with giving me grief that I don't sound very Welsh, and then I'll spend a day with the North Wales Crusader and Crusaders and be like, see, see, these are all from North Wales, apparently. Yeah, and uh, you can do an episode on Bootlegger. Yeah, I could do an episode on Bootlegger. And then I could do like a guided walk up Snowdon. Do you know on running machines when they have like um, the camera going up the hill? I yeah. could do that, but then point out significant moments of like, this is where Brad lost his head the first time. This is where he completely lost his head. This is where Jed was being really annoying and describing himself like a spaniel. <laughs> this is where I left all the blood in my face. <laughs> But you don't need to do that because you just don't, you just read so many books about Snowden you can just explain it. Yeah, I oh, could. You know. yeah, oh, I, I, I forgot he said that. I forgot he said that. Did I you know my way. I know my way. Down, I'll show you. Did we right... I read a book. Did... Right. Out. All right. Did the route we go up and down make sense? And did you enjoy yourselves? It's got yes, nothing to do yes. with you reading a book. I did the research, Brad. <laughs> Bollocks. It's a path at one of the most walked up mountains in the UK. It's going to have a path. In fact, it has two. One went up and one went down. It has four. And if you read the book, you'd know. <laughs> um, Actually, I, have I, heard, though, I have heard, though, that like the train path um, is a bit too easy. So I'm glad, we, I'm glad we tested ourselves. Yeah, I thought we did. It's definitely the... Um, I think the prettier version to go up as well, because I think the train path looks dead boring. Personally. Yeah, and you don't have like the nice uh, lakes and stuff. So yeah, to talk about swimming and then not swimming. You did yeah, get good money out of freezing. your Going up that way was definitely better than the way. If we went up the way we came down, I would oh. have made it. I would have made it quarter. It would have been miserable, wouldn't it? Yeah. Properly um, miserable, I reckon. But my highlight. Yeah, my highlight. I, well, I wasn't miserable at all, you fucking miserable bastards. I really enjoyed myself. Uh, my highlight of the Snowden walk, fucking hell, we were really delving into the past here with this chat, um, was when we got to the bottom and there was that, there was that like um, group of friends with a dog in a backpack about to walk up Snowden. And I was like, you lot are in for a long fucking journey here. Yeah. And it was really know, busy yeah. uh, like when we were back down. I'm glad we I'm glad we set off early, even though we was a little bit hungover and I was struggling to breathe from the pink lemonade elf bar I was absolutely tanning the night before. Yeah. 
I just think we saw a lot of sites going down, but the amount of people in jeans, I think jeans would be the last thing I'd walk up. Yeah, and even sacrifice the chase going up in budgie smugglers. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> that chafe would not be good. No, yeah, that chafe would be good. Nah, I that need a tub of Vaseline in between. Although, hats off to, I'm pretty sure there's a guy this weekend who's a double amputee who crawled up at Snowden. The way but was he we wearing went. jeans? Well, no, he wasn't wearing jeans, but it didn't look particularly comfortable. Double oh, yeah. both. Oh, you just have no legs, or? Yeah, no legs. Pulled himself up by his hands. That's nuts. He'd have to gloves on, wouldn't you? I've been, I've been proper reading in there, like people who are doing mad shit recently, because um, I think if I can, I'm going to try and go and. <laughs> I'm going to go and try and... played guess of anal That's one of them. No, it was uh, more sort of uh, physically and mentally challenging. Uh, oh, that task. must be both. Must that... be like, fuck. <laughs> the concentration <laughs> needed. Yeah, is that haunted E4? Is that haunted E3? <laughs> <laughs> but also the concentration to be able to differentiate with the confirmation rebuzzes that you get as well. Like, How sensitive on... is that arsehole? <laughs> um, I really hope they tell I hope they do the lawsuit and I hope it gets public like coverage and I hope yeah. we can watch some of the explanations and descriptions here. That would be mint. And um, we're part of the defamation where he, he recites a podcast that he's <laughs> <laughs> allegedly done. <laughs> oh, that's funny. Um, but have you seen the guy that's running a marathon every day for a year? Yeah. He's mental. He's on like 200 and... I'm pretty sure he's done 297 marathons so far. How's he got the time? I think he's retired, to be fair. But it's meant... Like, it's absolutely... what I just think it's wild. You just said, I think he's retired. He is. He's like... He's like... I'm pretty sure he's in his 50s. That's even mental. More mental. The reason I got onto it, though, I think it would be quite good to go in and to like uh, go and see Kevin Sunfield do that that run in from Scotland to Newcastle. Yeah, definitely, that would be good. I mean, so, it, like when we're at the final and he comes in, it'll be absolutely mental. Yeah, yeah, there'll be tears everywhere. Oh, when's when's he yeah. starting? That? Is it a week he's doing? Yeah, yeah, yeah. The week running up to the final. Nuts. Yeah, that is just like different gravy. That in it. Yeah. What what you, right, we'll have a bet. What do the world record is for most marathon, most... Anal bees at last. World record, men's... How is your word? This? How many marathons he's done? Consecutive days. Is there actually an answer here? World record for consecutive pull-ups. Oh, that's not key. what... We... We weren't asking that. All right, I know, no, but this came on. up and suggested and I was actually quite interested. Consecutive um, pull-ups? Yeah. I'd go... And guess the nation where they're from. 
Oh, I'm going to guess somewhere like Uzbekistan. Yeah, like Chechnya, Dagestan, somewhere like that. You're not thought about this, boys. Not thought about it at all. Uh, I'm going to guess 589. Uh, 1100, and maybe they're like from Taiwan. Um, so 651. I oh, were fucking close. You were close. And Japan, Japanese. 651 pull-ups. Mate, so apparently he did... This is nuts. So he did this in March 2022. During a fitness test in 2007, he was only able to manage 12 pull-ups. I mean, I still think that was a decent effort. I'd, I'd I mean, be able to do twelve yeah. pull-ups. How many could you do right now? Right now, maybe wide arm or narrow arm. <laughs> Can I jump at each one? <laughs> Elastic bands. Wide arm, it's probably one. Narrow arm, I could. I'd back myself to get ten out. No way. Good effort, mate. All bicep. Even... Fair. Um. All right, so I'm conscious that we, we've only got really 10 minutes left and there's emails that I need to do and we've missed well, the biggest story of the week. Go on, Brad. Sorry. And I also, another fitness one. <laughs> Fucking hell, Brad, man. He's been desperate to do these emails all night. World record for the longest consecutive run. What's it in? Miles, kilometres, minutes? Both, if you want. Uh, all three, if you want. Um, running. I don't think this is physically possible. What, physical possible for us or for humans? Humans. Oh. Nims Persia, maybe. 180 miles. What? Yeah, like, I don't think anyone's running further than 200 miles consecutively. Like, maybe like 160? 350 miles. Nah, nah bollocks. Bollocks. <laughs> bollocks. Do you know how long it took him? 80 hours and 44 minutes. Did he sleep? Obviously fucking run. not. How do you not sleep for 80 hours, though? <laughs> That's four days. This in 2005. That is nuts, nah, isn't it? Bollocks. Where was that he from? Search Mayo. Oh. It's either going to be a country where it's really good at marathon running, like an African nation, or somewhere or where they're all absolutely fucking tapped. Like... Or, so, or somewhere where it's just stats come out and they're all complete Mayo, like North Korea. Was it Kim Jong Un? Or both. <laughs> and he's American. Oh. This could be Kim Jong Un. I reckon this could be man stepping on the moon conspiracy theory, Joe. Aye, that's bollocks. That I, I just I can't I can't even grasp the fact that someone's run continuously for eighty kilometers. Just going back to the North Korea thing, hasn't Kim Jong Un hit more hole in ones than Tiger Woods or something daft like that? Oh like, yeah, um... sc- scored more runs and test runs than Brian Lara. <laughs> Fine, we're going to have to Google the Kim Jong Un thing because it is so funny. <laughs> 
All right, I hope I hope you two are happy that the Lee Leopards we're going to have to talk about next week. Oh, oh it needs it needs it's a whole dedicated podcast. Who talked about rugby for forty-five minutes? Why don't you bring it up? Because I've only just fucking remembered about it. Oh, uh, uh, honestly, we need we maybe we should do a little pod towards the end of the week, and it should be a dedicated Lee Leopards pod. Yeah, because yeah. there's just so much to talk about. And then we've all got to individually do a rebrand of our favourite clubs. So, yeah. Jed, you can do St Helens. I'll do Salford. Pat, you can do South Sydney. That's fine. I think, Brad, actually, maybe you should do a rebrand of the Lee Leopards. <laughs> it's just been done. I can't do it again. I'm just looking for a leopard outfit now. A few oh. bunny shirts in the crowd on Saturday with their. Uh, no, it's like it's like a thing now, isn't it? They always see like you see them like Super Bowl. Someone will always wear like a South Sydney top. Yeah, uh, random South guy. Leopard uh, outfit. Right. Oh, naughty number. So first email. Now we're on to emails. We're fucking reading these emails because we asked for them. First one is from. A confused seagull. Okay. And it's aimed at Brad. Just wondering, is it true the Concord can go back in time? Because I don't <laughs> think you were clear. Yeah, but well, it can. It can. Uh, okay, that's that one answered. Uh, and the next one is from, this is actually a sporty one, it is quite a good question. Uh, from Friend of the Pod and Pat's friend, Angus. Class, he's emailed in. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> FA Cup final, last minute penalty to win it. You're taking it. Wembley's full. Where are you putting it? Ooh. Pat's melted well before this. <laughs> I, I find it's full <laughs> I'm kicking my head at somewhere in the goal. Uh got to be the old look left drill it bottom bottom right bottom right as a right pegger that's uh that's bold yeah i'm going down the middle oh yeah you're going Oof. straight down the middle you're gambling at the, the goal the goalkeeper go somewhere yeah yeah fair um uh, i'll go bottom left but i'll definitely do about five stutters in my in my water <clears throat> <laughs> accidentally slip. I think the, I think the margin for accidentally slipping and stuttering is too high for my balance. Yeah. But do you do you back yourself to do it? Obviously, I've got I've got a track record of uh, last minute clutch plays uh, to win to win uh, games. But what you what you're saying? Who? Oh, this is a follow up question. Who out of our friends or what professional athlete that's not a footballer would you back to clutch it? Cleary. Oh, I was going to go monster. What to hold on to to bang a penalty in Wembley? Yeah, last minute to win it. Oh no, Usain Bolt. Nah, fuck that. He's useless at football. Stop at five aside. (laughs) Um. Someone, someone who's good at place kicking, I guess. Kevin, uh, Kevin Sunfield. 
Boogie Man. Yeah, that's a decent one. It's fucking scare. It'd scare everyone. <laughs> He would, he would. He'd terrify everyone. Um, let, him go, let him go into his fridge just before he's taking it. Jar of worms in there. I'll have to, uh, I'll have to ask friend of the pod, uh, Angus, if he, uh, what he had gone for. Interesting, funny story about, uh, about him and football. My mate of mine texted me not so long ago. Actually, we did bring this up on the pod but texted me a little while ago to see if I could make up some numbers at a five-a-side game, uh, much to both of your amusement. But they needed an extra person, and I invited Angus to come along. Um, Angus came along, we played for an hour, and he absolutely ripped up. Like, Is he a good, is he a good footballer? He's good at football, and he's got a set of lungs on him. So Whoa, up and down. you've not just brought a story up just to fucking big someone else up. No, I haven't. Okay, but... climb out, pal. Wait, what do you think? Get out, out right. it. Wait, no, no, no. Just... Uh, give me two minutes. Um, anyway, on the way out, uh, one of the lads is chatting to my mate Jack, who invited us football, and says, uh, "Oh, all right then, Jack. Who's um, who's your mate then? that's come down." He went, "Oh, it's Pat over there, that lovely castle shirt." And he went, "All oh, right, okay." He said, "Why?" He was like. Oh, we were going to ask that other lad, Angus, if he wants to come down every week. <laughs> and he was like, oh, um, no, no, that's just Pat's mate, Angus. He came to make up the, num- make up the numbers. Um, so, yeah, it wasn't. I wasn't bigging him up. I was more put myself down. Nah, you've that's not fine. put yourself down, Pat, because let's be honest. None of us Everyone are really good knew at football. I was going to be shit at football. Yeah, nah, exactly. I, I don't think any of us are that good. I bet Brad I fancies himself. Um, I'm not played in genuinely years. I used to be a keeper too, so taking penalties won't be my thing. I've also um, got no knee, so... I, to, to be fair, I was watching it the other day and I was thinking I might actually... It's an easier sport to play than rugby, isn't it? What? It. Physically so, or cardiovascular? Like physically, like you can wake up the next day and not feel like you've been in five car crashes. Yeah, I'm I'm currently like that yesterday and today, to be fair. So, I'll let uh, play. Whatever, we'll see. We won, we won 73-14, but I still got absolutely sparked at one point. Took a very obvious, game, took a very obvious drive in to probably their two best players. One of them went high and one of them went low and I got absolutely dumped. Nice. Was it a turnover? Uh, no, but I did also get turned over twice in the game. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I love this game. Um, I love this game. Is that us? I think so. When we're we meeting up to do our uh, Lee Leopards exclusive then. Yeah. yeah. Little episode exclusive coming out soon. Talking heads and tails at gmail.com at THNT pod. Speak soon. Speak Bye. soon. Bye. Bye.